Your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Hello there and welcome to Skeptics and Believers, a paranormal podcast. In this episode, we're going to explore Mothman. So sit back and relax as we find out more. I like that. I like the fact that we're exploring Mothman. Explore the Mothman. (laughs) So, Mike, tell us about the Mothman. Yes, so the Mothman, for anyone who's not familiar with the Mothman prophecy starring Richard Gere, is a winged creature or humanoid that appeared in Point Pleasant, West Virginia in 1966. So this was first reported when two couples on November the 15th who were Stephen Mary Mallet and Roger and Linda Scarberry. They saw this creature with glowing red eyes and large wings stood in the road and they saw it when the headlights of their car lit this thing up and they said that they thought it had a 10-foot wingspan and that when they saw this thing near what used to be an old uh, World War II munitions kind of area and that they the locals called the TNT area this thing just looked at them with glowing red eyes and then just flew up into the air and, and obviously scared the living hell out of them to the point where they they went to the police and reported it but they weren't the only people who reported it because earlier on that week some grave diggers reported seeing something large flying low and then up above the treetops over a cemetery in Point Pleasant so this was not a not a a single kind of experience. Okay, so we've got multiple sightings. What other than being a big wingy thing? What did it do? Well, it mainly just kind of scared people who saw it. All oh, right, okay, okay. So you know, this was like a loud bang. Yeah, like a like a loud bang. So some people believe that the Mothman was connected to this entity called. Indrid Cold. Uh, it was also known as the Grinning Man. Who okay. very much was that. It was just uh, an odd-looking man who was just seen to grin like at people. You. Yeah, like stood at the side <laughs> of the road. And anyone who got near to the Mothman would experience confusion, extreme fear, and and psychological distress that could last for months and some would say would lead to insanity or death Ooh. but the from from the first couple of sightings within early to mid november 1966 over the next 13 or 14 months there were over 100 reported sightings uh, that were reported to the police and they were credible witnesses as well so it was police officers firefighters doctors you know it wasn't wasn't just the grave diggers or the the couples that saw this thing so so this then led to there being some credibility that what these people were saying was genuine rather than being something that was this made up by two couples who were just out to have a, a bit of a laugh on a night out and wind up the locals. So I think the, the, the big kind of thing around the Mothman is to do with the a disaster that happened in Point Pleasant in 1967. So yeah, Just a, a year later, wasn't it? Yeah, so it, I think it was, it was mid-December in 1967, the Silver Bridge in Point Pleasant collapsed and that killed around 46 people. And people started to link this disaster with the Mothman, suggesting Obviously. suggesting that the Mothman preempted this. Not that the Mothman was the cause of the disaster, but much like as we've mentioned in the Halloween episode and the episode of the Banshees, that he was the precursor, like a warning that something really bad was going to happen. So if you saw the Mothman, then 
you would die. Yeah. Maybe not straight away. Or that some some soon. some impending disaster would happen. It was a book by a guy called Gray Baker, Barker, Baker, wrote a book called The Silver Bridge in 1970, which linked the two together and kind of solidified that, that belief. The Mothman mythos. Yeah, yeah. Surely. Because at the time, it was the time when the original kind of very campy Batman series was on TV, the Adam West, and that's where the kind of the name came from. It's not it's not a big jump to go from Mothman or Batman, Batman. sorry, to yeah, yeah. Mothman. But Did he have the tights as well? He had eyes that were like bicycle reflectors. That's what everybody said. Okay. One consistent thing. I don't remember Batman having those. No, but Mothman had them. He didn't have a cool okay. car or an aeroplane or a sidekick, though. But he did have bicycle reflector eyes. I mean, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, true, true that. He might there not is- have had Bruce Wayne's money, might he? <laughs> There is one theory, wasn't there, at the time? Was it at the time? I'm sure it was. From a biologist who thought that actually it fitted the description of a type of crane, like a bird crane, not a construction crane. Oh, yeah, it was, a, it was a shit poke. Yeah. Shite sh- poke? Shitty poke? Shite poke. Shit poke. Uh, shit poke. Well, I, no, it- <laughs> I, I was, I was going to jump in when Mike mentioned the firefighters earlier because though the, the firemen that saw it also described it as a large bird with red eyes. They didn't yeah. describe it as a huge man no. with a 10-foot wingspan. They described it as a large bird with red eyes. Yeah, they it was like a heron. And the local sheriff. Yeah, the local sheriff thought it was a big heron. And the biologist that you mentioned, Lisa said that it was a sandhill crane or a shite poke, apparently, whatever one of those is. Um, and, and a sandhill crane was said to fit that description. They're a red-eyed, very large bird, and they were seen around the area around the time. So what people thought was a large, imposing, scary man creature was actually thought by you know scientists and sensible people to be one of these large birds that were known to be in the area. A sandhill crane... Apparently, it's quite a substantial bird. Yeah, there's a lot of bird there. It's a, it's a big old bird. But they're, Isn't they're it quite big... kind of human-sized, aren't they, as well? You can imagine if it was kind of more upright with its wings out, it's got long legs that are about the same kind of size of a Yeah, and I've, I've, I've and... got to be honest, I'm, I'm terrified of swans and geese. They're <laughs> fucking enormous. Terrified? Well, they are, you know, and they're, and they're, they're, they're you know, probably a, a third of the size of me. So if I saw one that was my height, I would mm. shit my pants. Yeah, it wouldn't be nice in, at night, flapping its wings towards No, you. exactly. Well, in the day. Yeah. In the day from 200 well, <laughs> feet away, I'd shit my pants. The Sandhill Crane's pretty big. It's got a red forehead... And I think one of the biggest ones was said to be 6.7 kilograms, which is similar sort of weight to myself. 6.7 kilograms? Yeah. No, you're wrong. Are you you just a hand? 6.7 kilograms? I was making a joke. I mean, people can't see that I'm super thin and... (laughs) People can't see that I'm just a head in a jar. I mean, like looking at looking at the picture of the Sandhill Crane, it's it's quite it's a very pale bird. Obviously, the Mothman was described as being quite quite dark. But was it seen at night? Dark, These were only grey, seen at almost night, weren't black. They? This is true. This is true. I think Most things look dark at night. The one of the other explanations is that it was a, a type of owl, which yeah, I think is probably more yeah. of likely. a better explanation. <laughs> Roger yeah, Moore. More likely. Roger Moore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think the owl explanation is more likely because of the owl's eyes do kind of glow, don't they, when, when light hits. Yeah. Them. But it's a very small bird in comparison, though, isn't it? 
You do get Some, quite somehow, some quite some big owls. Some owls are enormous, yeah. Because we, we've gone through this on previous episodes with huge owls. Some of the stuff around aliens and things. Uh, well, the, you know, the Kelly Hopkinsville. Owl. Kelly Hopkinsville, exactly, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's one of the explanations. Some of the some of the other Jersey Devil and things like that. There's a there's a suggestion that they're owls, isn't there? You know, owls do come up quite often as being a a good a good boogeyman to blame actual boogeymen on. Interesting though that the the sightings of the the Mothman in West Virginia um, weren't the only place that it's been seen. Though. So some some. Some people, I say people from websites I've read, conspiracy theorists, uh, believe that he's also been, (laughs) or Mothman's also been seen at like Chernobyl before the Chernobyl disaster. Sat on the World Trade Center on September 10th. Yeah, people claiming to see it then and and in places like Chicago as well. So, you know, it's it's not been like an isolated sighting, but then is this just kind of a fallacy that people want to perpetuate to kind of keep the myth going? I've heard as well, you know, he's he's pretty popular in Russia because there was also the, was it the Russian apartment bombings in 1999? They reckon he was there. No smoke without Mothman. Indeed. I mean, we are are assuming the gender of Mothman, but I guess the clue's in the name. name. Yeah. Mothperson. Now, the thing thing with the Mothman, right, so he, he is supposed to be a portent of doom, yeah? So, okay, I'll come back to the bridge bit in a bit. But the couples that saw him, the firemen that saw him, they didn't die, did they? That's yeah. true. So, I mean, I, I think that is almost instantly a kibosh on that story. Because if seeing him meant that you were going to die very soon, then surely well, they would all, all be dead. Not necessarily that they were going to die. It takes a little bit away from his threat. Oh, but something, something is going to happen Like an impending, an impending disaster is going to happen. Yeah. And how impending is seeing it prior to November 1966 and then a bridge collapsing in December 1967? Because I think, I think that's stretching credibility to blame, to, to, to suggest the two things have any kind of link. Sure. I mean, there was were... The, by engineers, wasn't it? The bridge collapsing has been kind of quite well investigated and proved that there was a link, or like an eye link that was wrong with the bridge and that's actually what caused it to collapse. It was. It was something called. Sorry, Eddie, go on. I was going to say, yeah, it, it wasn't linked to any sort of large bird terrorist incident. But no was one it? was saying. No one was saying that the Mothman caused the bridge. To, well, for legal purposes, cross. we can't say that. But the, the, the yeah, whole idea reasons, was. We can't blame the Mothman. Just <laughs> yeah, in case the, he sues. The whole idea. The whole idea is that more like the 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 Mothman was like the 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 harbinger of doom. Like he was letting the yeah. people know that something was. Cracking off. But again, like I say, if you if you see something um, over thirteen months before the impending doom has happened, it was not impending doom. No. But the sightings carried running. on over thirteen months and stopped after the bridge collapse. And also credit credit to to the kind of the originators of this story. Eight people did kind of see Mothman and report him. That's quite a lot of people. If it's one person or two people. There's eight people who went on the record in the, I think it was the Williamson Daily News, who all described broadly the same thing. Somebody of a, a, a tall mannish with wings, stroke buzzard person. <laughs> a buzzard man. Have we all seen the more recent photograph that has uh, 
materialised. 2016. Anybody no. seen that? Oh. Is this, is this the one that looks like... Is this the one that looks like someone's put wings on a toy figure and thrown it in the air at night and taken a picture of it? <laughs> um, well, I think if you look at it, it could... I mean, it stopped somebody while they were driving and they got out of the car and took a couple of photographs of it. So it was big enough and weird enough that someone would... I mean, I thought it, I thought it looked like a Buzz Lightyear toy. But actually, if you, if you look at it, and you yeah. see those dangly it look bits... It like a Buzz Lightyear toy. <laughs> it does. But you see those um, the kind of dangly bits at the back. Somebody has um, suggested that it was a bird, a large bird or an owl, that's got hold of a snake that's then... Mm. So what would appear to be like below the knees of a man would actually just be the two ends of the snake flapping around behind it. But interesting, though, that's then brought it all back up again for the people of... Where is it? Williamson. West Virginia. There's quite a, um, a kind of a market sprung up around Mothman in the area as well, hasn't there? So you can go to the Mothman Cafe... Yeah, a bar, yeah, and there's a big you statue. You know how dubious I am when people are making money out of these yeah. things, don't you? Well, they, there's, I, I, there's even as Eddie's showing us, there is a, a Mothman statue in Point Pleasant. Absolutely, yeah. it's, it's a great statue. Like a, a, it's it is a great statue. Going. <laughs> Looks like a man who's going to a disco with some wings on. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, I does. I haven't read the film or watched the book, but what what actually <laughs> happens in that? I think I don't it's, know it's if I've seen it myself. Uh, I mean, I. I've got it on DVD, but I think I only ever watched it once. From what I remember, Richard Gere's character goes to, I think it's Point Pleasant or somewhere near there, and he keeps getting like weird phone calls. I just remember this one bit where he gets a phone call and he's like, if you're who you say you are, who, what am I holding in my hand? And his voice just goes, chapstick. And he opens his hands <laughs> to reveal a chapstick. Oh, um, well, if you think if you think if you think how dusty and dry a moth man must be, yes. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want the chapstick. <laughs> okay, have we have we covered the whole Shawnee <laughs> Native American Indian element to this? Oh, no, yeah. not as of yet, Eddie. Uh, would you Would you like to well, in, explore Mothman? So, in the 1700s, there was somebody called Chief Cornstalk. Brilliant who was a, uh, a Shawnee Native American, and apparently they were betrayed by white settlers and they were all slaughtered. And apparently the son of Cornstalk m- uh, murmured some sort of curse on the land, which ultimately became West Virginia or that particular part of West Virginia. Mm. Is, that, is that something that was known before... West Virginia and Point Pleasant started making money from Mothman, or is this one of those stories uh, that has kind of been, you know, like a, a like a retcon? You know, yeah. you, you write the story once you once you Made need a, an explanation for where Mothman comes from. Yeah, I mean, quite possibly. But there is a bit of a there's a bit of a thing, isn't there, around Native American Indian tribes that there a lot of them there's a, quite a lot of bird mythology. But yeah, that doesn't necessarily fit with moths, I guess. No, I th- I th- that you know, there's, I, th- there also, you know, there does seem to be, and we've talked about it on some other episodes, but you know, a, a lot of, a lot of scary, spooky things in North America get blamed on Native Americans because they're seen as, you know, being different and other. So if they say, "Oh, spooky Native American cursed us," so you know, that's that's why it's there. It's kind of based in that dubiously pseudo-racist kind of 
fear of the native and it's an easy out for people who want to make up where something's come from i think now there might be more to it than that i'm, I'm just being me aren't i and assuming that everything's boulder dash but you know that, that that would be my instant thought would be that probably isn't something that existed prior to mothman being made up in the 1960s but there is another angle which okay. lisa's going to tell us about which we know mike will absolutely love Oh, go on. That Point Pleasant is actually the point of an interdimensional parallel universe and that it's all alien-related. Excellent. So Mothman's an inter... Like Bigfoot, he's an interdimensional <laughs> traveller. Yeah, because there's a little bit of talk of... I'm going to put this in air quotes. Men in black that kind of turned up after the bridge collapsing, things like that. So is this actually weird UFO-related parallel universes. Apparently, there's declassified files which say both the FBI and the CIA investigated Point Pleasant around this inter- interdimensional portal. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> like, I can, get, I can get, like, Project Blue Book and stuff and investigating UFOs because unidentified flying things in any country's airspace can be seen well, as posing a threat yeah. but but mike mothman is an unidentified flying thing surely i mean yeah yeah there's another element actually around point pleasant and i'm not saying this is this is possibly coincidental i don't know but apparently there was a commune in point pleasant and there was quite a high percentage of people ex- um, exploring marijuana in the mid 60s around point pleasant can't imagine that all intermingled I, mean, I don't know Marijuana is not really known for its hallucinogenic properties. Inter- intergalactic marijuana well, is though. In- intergalactic marijuana, definitely. Yeah, it, it's definitely known. It's definitely known for heightened paranoia, though, isn't it, Mike? Well, that's true. So there, there is potentially an element of holy shit! Look at that bird. That bird is a man. It wants to kill me. I found a website that's got like a map, and it's got it's got sightings up until. August this year, when that one was about a seven-foot creature with glowing yellow eyes being seen in Chicago. But it appears that, like, you know, people are still reporting seeing things. They could they could potentially be, like, you know, giant bats. I mean, when I was in Australia, we went to this one area where there were fruit bats in the trees, and they were fucking huge. They were massive. They are like, massive. If, I, if I, one of those flew over my head at night or, you know, at dusk and I, I didn't know that they were around, I would probably freak out. I think if any Australian wildlife was released into the civilised world, then <laughs> they, would, they, would, they, they would freak everybody out because they're all fucking monsters. Every kind of creature from Australia wants to kill you. Even koalas. Like the fox a kangaroo. Look at it. Yeah, even koalas. I've got a really, a really great quote, though, that apparently one of the local newspapers recently, they did a retrospective on Mothman. I think this quote wraps everything all up really nicely. An absence of evidence doesn't necessarily indicate an evidence of absence. What? That's basically that's basically asking someone to prove a negative, isn't it? It is, yeah. Didn't I do that in a previous episode? You always ask me to prove a negative. Prove aliens aren't real. Prove aliens aren't real. Yeah. It's not my job. You've got to prove they are. Mm. But yeah, you know. You could say that about anything, though, couldn't you? That quote. Just because there's no evidence doesn't mean. Mothman to Point Pleasant is very much like the Loch Ness Monster to, you know, Inverness. Loch Ness. Loch Ness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Inverness. 
Well, Inverness is the nearest city, isn't it? But is it, is it around, you know, around, know. yeah, you know, it's that, it's that draw. It brings people in. It, it, it keeps the economy, the local economy kind of buoyant. And it, it's a good draw for those areas. Are you suggesting that Point Pleasant, West Virginia, survives solely on the income from Mothman? No, but I think it helps when weirdos like me rock up and decide to go to the Mothman Museum and to have their picture taken with the Mothman statue and then bring in additional money to the economy that way. You know, well, there was not... a, a meeting, wasn't there, of the local council and they said, how can we bring more tourists in and get some more money? Let's exploit this story from 50 years ago. Yeah. Bing. How can we monetize this Mothman? Mothman. And as they were sat around in the Mothman Cafe. Having a Mothachino. <laughs> You're I, I, worse, I, you know Mike. what? I hope there is. I know. I know. A Mothachino. I know. But yeah, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those. I kind of, I like the idea of Mothman. I like the idea of a crazy red eyed demon thing. Like, remember Monsieur Satan? Yeah, very much like Monsieur Satan. That's the French devil, if you've yeah. not heard of Monsieur Satan. We'll do an episode on him one day. We won't. He's made. He's, he's I, made I was going to say, we won't. He's made up. But all of these are. <laughs> <sighs> terrible. You do terrible. Job. Say things like that. Wow. I hope Mothman wow. comes and such takes you a, away. Such a close minded. Interdimensional. Individual. I'm just not easily fooled. <laughs> but, oh, you know, it, it's. I like the idea of it. I mean, it, you know, it would it would scare oh, the living shit out of me if I saw two glowing red eyes. I mean, when I was, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. So when uh, I know I've I know I've recanted this story not on a podcast, but so probably about a month ago I was in Scotland and we were we were camping in in the penultimate campsite we stayed at, which was uh, outside a place called Elgin, uh, north of Scotland. It was in the middle of nowhere. It was pitch black. And I'd gone to the toilet and I was walking back with a head torch on. And as I passed the field, I just kind of heard a noise to my left. And as I glanced around, I just saw probably seven or eight pairs of green glowing eyes looking at me. And it freaked the fuck out of me. It really freaked the fuck out of me. It was goats. It was a field full of goats. But, and then as I, as I kind of, Backed away from them, just staring at these green things looking at me. I heard a noise right close to me. I turned and looked to see a very bright pair of glowing green eyes looking literally two feet away from me, looking at me. And when I drew my torch round to it, it was a cat. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that also scared the crap out of me. And, you know, imagine how people who may have had a drink or indulged in something else or who like me have quite a vivid imagination you know if they're out they're out in the dark somewhere in the middle of nowhere and they come across these glowing eyes you know i can imagine how it would kind of create this this fear and not when you, nonsense when you woke but, you up know. in the morning when you woke up in the morning was there a black goat whispering in your ear dost thou want to live deliciously <laughs> no <laughs> No, there was a small, small black dark lick in my face. Black Philip. You'll have to explain that one to me. Have you, have you never seen The Vavitch? Yeah. No, I've got it. I've got it, but I haven't watched it yet. I well, don't want to, don't, no spoilers, but uh, old Goatee here, he's a big character. Yeah, obviously that's my take on the Mothman. I like the idea, but yeah, I think it's, it's just one of those mistaken identity that's then become an economical cash cow for the local council. Yeah, it seems to me like it's kind of like an urban myth that's grown legs. Wings. Wings, Wings. yeah. 
10 foot wings. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you guys. It just sounds just a bit ridiculous. It, I imagine there was, pub, you know, like a big bird or something like that, a big owl or a crane or whatever fits, but nothing weird, nothing UFO-y, nothing spooky. I, I feel like I'm going to break ranks and I'm really supporting Mothman. You know, there's so many mer- merchandising opportunities here. Mothman pajamas, <laughs> Mothman duvet set. Yeah, exactly. Well, there we go. So that was our episode on Harvey Mothman, the the cash cow for Point Pleasant. So if you haven't already, please do like and subscribe to our wonderful podcast. Thanks everyone who's listened and joined us recently. You can follow us on Instagram. That is Skeptics Believers Pod over on the gram. On Twitter, we are S and B Pod and the number one. Or you can email us Skeptics and Believers Podcast at gmail.com with any of your own stories which are slowly building up and we can make an episode out of or any suggestions of what you'd like to hear us talk about and we've had a few of those that we're going to be looking at as well but next week we are going to be discussing before you move on before you move on i've actually just received an email while while we've been talking and it's from dusty batman at <laughs> hotmail.com and it says i want your chapstick <laughs> Not enlarge your chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you wanna you wanna email in, you can do. And next week we are going to be discussing Bob Lazar, who claims to have worked at Area 51 on alien technology. So until next time, please do take care of yourselves. This podcast has been brought to you by Obsidian Shark Productions. The music featured in this podcast can be found at freemusicarchive.org and is used under the Creative Commons license. More details can be found on our website.